The Many Scientific Miracles of the Holy Quran Among the many miracles of the Holy Quran are hundreds of scientific facts listed in the book, later confirmed to be accurate years after the book was revealed. Whereas the Holy Quran contains accounts of hundreds of scientific miracles, it is not a book of science, nor a book of engineering or medicine. The Holy Quran is a book of guidance, containing spiritual signs that prove its divinity coming from a higher power. The Holy Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the 7th century, an illiterate man living in the desert at a time when there were no telescopes, microscopes, or anything resembling the symbols of advanced technology we have today. As the faith of Islam continued to grow century after century, humanity evolved into the age of modern science. In this era, many scientific discoveries confirm references listed in certain verses of the Holy Quran. Of the many scientific miracles in the Quran, here are a few. The Holy Quran addresses the evolution of the human embryo in the mother's womb in chronological order. Allah, the Glorious, uses a specific Arabic word to describe the embryo in the Holy Quran, alaka, which translates to mean blood clot, suspended thing, that which hangs, a clinging substance, and a leech. Allah calls the child in the womb that which hangs, when even physicians did not know that a growing embryo hangs in the mother's womb. The word alaka that God chose can translate to mean blood clot because the embryo's appearance and accompanying sacs seen during the alaka stage are like those of a blood clot. The phrase a suspended thing can be used here because the embryo hangs in the mother's womb. Moreover, the word leech can be used because many similarities exist between an embryo and a leech. They appear identical and function similarly as both obtain nourishment from the mother's blood. The three meanings of the word alaka that God chose to apply here correspond accurately to the descriptions of an embryo at the alaka stage. And certainly did we create man from an extract of clay. Then we placed him as a sperm drop in a firm lodging. Then we made the sperm drop into a clinging clot, and we made the clot into a lump of flesh. And we made from the lump bones, and we covered the bones with flesh. Then we developed him into another creation. So blessed is Allah, the best of creators. Quran, chapter 23, verses 12 through 14. The descriptions of embryology mentioned in the Holy Quran and Hadith agree with those revealed by the latest scientific discoveries in the field. These descriptions could not have been obtained based on the scientific knowledge available in the 7th century, proving that this knowledge could have come only from God. Moreover, God speaks of the embryo's three-stage growth process in the mother's womb. He reveals that he created the womb with three veils, cloaks, shields, or envelopes of darkness around the child. Now we know that three layers of darkness separate the embryo from the outside world. Among the many miracles of the Holy Quran is God's statement that he created everything from water. It was not until later, after the invention of the microscope, that it was confirmed that every living thing consists primarily of water. We now know that all living things are made of cells, and these cells are made mostly of water. And made from water every living thing, then will they not believe? Quran, chapter 21, verse 30. When God speaks of his creations in the Holy Quran, he uses the terms he created or we created, 
For instance, God would state in the Holy Quran, we created the skies, the earth, the heavens, the mountains, etc. The we used here is the royal we. Of course, this does not imply another creator along with God, as there is only one creator. When God references the element of iron in the Holy Quran, he states that he sent down as opposed to created iron. Scientists later discovered that iron is not natural to the Earth's surface and was sent down from the galaxy. Geologists found that the Earth was struck by meteorites billions of years ago with iron descending as the Earth-bound byproduct of exploding stars. Only God could have known this fact more than 1,400 years ago. We have already sent our messengers with clear evidence and sent down with them the scripture and the balance that the people may maintain their affairs in justice. And we sent down iron, wherein is great military might and benefits for the people, and so that Allah may make evident those who support him and his messengers unseen. Indeed, Allah is powerful and exalted in might. Quran, chapter 57, verse 25. Humans initially thought that the world was flat. The Holy Quran references the earth in a verse using the word dahaha, a term derived from a word that explicitly describes the egg of an ostrich, which is geospherical in shape and akin to the exact shape of the earth. Furthermore, the word dahaha also means to expand in Arabic. So, through the use of this word, God also tells us that the earth is ever-expanding, a notion later confirmed to be true. And after that, he spread the earth. Quran, chapter 79, verse 30. When people initially thought that the moon cast its own light, the Holy Quran references that the moon's light is not natural to this celestial being, but instead takes the form of reflected light, a point that scientists have confirmed to be accurate. Yet another miracle of the Holy Quran. Blessed is he who has placed in the sky great stars and placed therein a burning lamp and luminous moon. Quran, chapter 25, verse 61. Since the modern-day Bible is not the word of God, this text states that the light of the moon is its own light. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Genesis, chapter 1, verse 16. However, modern science teaches us that the moon does not cast its own light. Since the Holy Quran is God's word, it was, in all ways, correct. Conversely, the Bible contains the words of men and has many errors. The Holy Quran references the fact that God made mountains in the form of pegs. In this verse, the word used to refer to mountains is altada in Arabic, which means pegs and stakes much like those objects holding tents. Mountains provide the earth stability, preventing the planet from shaking much like pegs offer stability to a tent. Like tent pegs, mountains bear deep roots embedded in the earth. And he has cast into the earth firmly set mountains, lest it shift with you, and made rivers and roads that you may be guided. Quran, chapter 15, verse 15. God mentions in a verse that the two seas come together on the face of the earth without directly mixing. We now know that when two different seas meet, a barrier between them boasts its own salinity, temperature, and density. 
How can the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, have known this fact more than 1400 years ago in the desert, when he never visited a place where salt water ran? He had never visited an ocean. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, had seen the sweet water of rivers and seas, but never salt water. And it is he who has released simultaneously the two seas, one fresh and sweet, and one salty and bitter. And he placed between them a barrier and prohibiting partition. Quran, chapter 25, verse 53. Another miracle of the Holy Quran is an instance in which God references a dialogue of a queen ant, warning her community of dire happenings, saying, O oh, you ants, get into your dwellings, lest Solomon and his army crush you unawares. We know that the animals whose life cycle bears the closest resemblance to our own are ants. They routinely meet and talk to each other in their nests, with the queen ants issuing instructions. They have, within their home and population, labor workers with supervisors, marketplaces where they exchange goods, and burial sites, just as we do. Until, when they came upon the valley of the ants, an ant said, O ants, enter your dwellings, that you not be crushed by Solomon and his soldiers while they perceive not. Quran, chapter 27, verse 18. When the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was delivering the message of God to the idol worshippers of Mecca, most rejected his message and did not believe him. They demanded that he show a physical sign that he was indeed a prophet of God. They wanted to see proof of his prophethood by seeing the moon split in half, something a man cannot do without the help of God. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, asked, If I do as you've requested, would you then believe that I am a prophet sent by God and believe in the message of God? They said yes. Heeding these words, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, asked God to divide the moon as proof. He assented by splitting the moon in half and bringing it back together. Unfortunately, due to the arrogance of these idol worshippers, many still did not believe in his prophethood and message. The hour of judgment is nigh, and the moon is cleft asunder. And if they behold a portent, they turn away and say, Prolonged illusion. They denied the truth and followed their own lusts. Yet everything will come to a decision. Quran, chapter 54, verse 1. Today, through the wonders of modern technology, it has been proven, through a picture captured by NASA, that cracks do indeed line the moon's surface. NASA stated that the moon's two sides loomed separately at one time and then united. How did Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, know that the moon had split if this event did not occur? We have in our possession now the historical reports delivered by companions present at the time, and even reports straight from enemies of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, who witnessed the event. We also have independent reports from people in other geographical locations, such as India, who witnessed it from their own particular vantage point. How did the Holy Quran convey, more than 1400 years ago, that the moon was a split element, if the information did not come from God? I have outlined only a few of the many scientific miracles presented in the Holy Quran. An internet search will reveal many others that exist. How could an illiterate man living in the desert possess such advanced knowledge at this historical time, unless this knowledge came directly from above?